Hello, everybody. I'm Raul Ramirez, and this is the Catch Wrestling Alliance. This is our podcast. We're also uh, broadcasting on, you know, of course, our YouTube channel, Catch Wrestling Alliance, and Twitch. And I think we're trying out um, uh, live streaming on Twitter today. So that's on Catch Alliance. Um, so you can find it there as well. So maybe we're, we're going to try to do uh, maybe like different uh, platforms, see how that works out, or if it's better to reach you at any like certain certain location, like where you are most, uh, we'll go and try to reach you there. So uh, maybe we'll try adding like a Facebook stream or something like that too. Um, but either way, welcome. Um, thank you very much for supporting us. And our main goal is to help you become a better grappler, for you to elevate your grappling through catch wrestling. And by doing that, we help keep this great sport alive, right? We keep real wrestling alive. That's um, one of the things that's kind of been going on recently where I think it uh, kind of ties into the main subject of our our podcast today where we're talking about like style versus practitioner. And so like our, our main motto, right, is keep real wrestling alive. And because over the years, even though like the 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 what people are calling wrestling nowadays, a lot of times they refer to uh, a lot of the amateur styles. And those the two main ones, folk style and freestyle, both came from catch wrestling. But a lot of people nowadays, they, they don't realize or they don't, they don't know that history uh, or they don't quite understand that history. So they're calling these amateur styles like, like this is real wrestling. I've seen that like tons and tons of times. Um, and, you know, like these people... Um, especially like even some coaches and stuff like that, like really well-respected people. Um, they just, they, I think because they're so involved with their sport and say like if they're a high school or a collegiate coach, you know, they have their seasons. And so they, they, st they stay really busy. And so that's all they can really focus on. They can't really uh, focus on uh, talking about catch wrestling or incorporating the submission holes into their style uh, because those are all illegal moves in their style and what in the amateur style. So um, there's kind of this disconnect that remains, right? And so then that kind of translates to uh, what we're talking about today. Uh, so yesterday we released on our website um, a, a opinion piece. It was very, very short, so you can read it in like, you know, just a few seconds by John, my good buddy, John Strickland from American Hook Wrestling uh, over on the East Coast of the United States in South Carolina. So John Strickland is like the lineage holder of the Frank Gotch, Farmer Burns lineage of catch wrestling. Um, so like, don't, uh, don't confuse him with anybody else or don't, don't uh, let anybody else fool you. So John Strickland is like this, the, the lineage guy um, who basically is, is passing down and who knows who knows the the style like the best um, so don't let anybody fool you thinking let, or don't don't believe the claims that uh, they know things they 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 have a more robust uh, understanding than John Strickland because uh, it's just not true so anyway he was responding to a question that I also have seen many many times over the years uh, a lot of times people try to defend, uh, their martial art, and which is totally a natural thing to do. They try to defend their martial art, saying that, um, "Oh well, uh, the it's, the style is not 
like the main thing is the practitioner because the practitioner can then uh like if you're this special person then you can end up winning a match um and like no no matter what it's it's the person right and i think that kind of plays into like this uh, poetic fantasy type thing uh, where we see in the movies where it's like a beginner all of a sudden can beat uh like these you know like the, the experts right i think a, a famous famous movie that's kind of still popular nowadays or at least the show is popular with it is like uh karate kid like cobra kai where it's like true uh the daniel like what like he beat the bad guys or the bad karate school at the end and he true that he trained hard or whatever for however long uh but these other kids seem to be seem to have trained uh you know for years so really they probably should have won anyway but anyway so i think we get this notion in our mind that like you know the the, the guy we like or the good guy is you know gonna win it's it's the it, it it's the practitioner not the style right so let's go ahead and kind of go over what john wrote so the article is actually called it's not the style it's the practitioner right or in uh, with the question mark is <laughs> so it's not the style it's the practitioner so um john believes that it's just not true there are styles that are clearly better head to head and this is kind of one of the things that i really want to touch on okay but we'll continue with what he wrote why do you think mma was forced to make major rule changes in the 2000s why do refs help people out of positions and situations how many times have you heard let them up i think it's better to say it like this there are styles that are close enough in functional techniques that match up better and it comes down to the person not the style that i could agree with the other is bs and we all know it so um i don't have john on to uh to further elaborate but i, I just want to kind of talk about uh, some of the things that it made me think about and hopefully we can get john on uh sooner than later he's 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 been on several times so we'll get them back again pretty soon but um the one the one of the second lines that he wrote was this there are styles that are clearly better head to head and this is what i've been trying to explain also uh for for years because you know, we always get that comment where uh it's it's the practitioner and um but the thing is the the practitioner should have um like should have like the best foundation or it could be like the practitioner with the best foundation can have that or could get that it, that edge over the the competition but the thing is so a lot of styles uh tend to be a little bit more um maybe like they'll focus on one thing in particular or even over time uh even if it, if they didn't start off kind of like uh like only thinking about or only focusing on one thing um then um they uh they they could be a little bit more better or more well-rounded but we have styles say like say uh taekwondo is a pretty good example so like once they got into the olympics the rules changed so much uh that nowadays if you go to a taekwondo studio uh, a lot of times it'll the, many schools will be only doing the olympic rules same with judo so, and of course the biggest example uh freestyle wrestling so even though it was called amateur catches catch can when when the olympics were uh, started again 
you know, instantly they they eliminated the the submission holds, and then you saw how it diverged <clears throat> over the many decades. Uh, and so then they they have a lot of things, a lot of techniques that leave them open to getting submitted. And we see that in a lot of grappling tournaments. Uh, we see that, um, and we kind of talked about it, um, especially last year. There was a documentary from Flow Grappling where uh, they talk, where they show like they 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 pay a lot of the best American wrestlers to do a no gi uh, submission only competition, and like none of them won really. So they all got submitted. So it shows that they're they've they've strayed so far away from like the original style uh that it leaves them vulnerable to certain certain attacks or certain counters right so what what i'm trying to say and i think kind of what john was kind of talking about is that uh some styles if they're i say like well let's go ahead and talk about catch wrestling because that's what that's the channel that we're <laughs> this is this is our thing right um but catch wrestling and one of the reasons one of the main reasons why i like it so much is because it still retains the a lot of the kind of combat aspects that are becoming more and more popular today, right? So back in the day, it's, they still had the submissions. They still had the whole idea of, of pinning someone to control them, and then you can set up your submission hold if you don't get the pin, um, or vice versa, you can get the, the submission hold and uh, roll them over onto their back to pin them. But either way, you're showing a lot of control uh, over the person so that you can uh, do what you need to do according to the rules. And then there were all these different, oh man, actually I should have, reminds me of a, a comment from Martin Burns. And, but you know, several people, recently in the past few weeks, we've been talking also about Tom Connors, the man who um, trained Martin Burns. And they all kind of, uh, they've written similar things where they talk about ultimately, their foundation in catch wrestling helped them to like like compete successfully in other grappling styles because a lot of times especially back in the those days in the 1800s and early 1900s um, they they would travel around doing different events and so then a lot of times they would agree to uh, competing in like uh, say jacket wrestling or judo or you know different styles that were popular at that time and um you know burns and um uh, tom connors and others but uh, i should have i should have prepared um martin burns uh statement on that but like basically they, they all kind of say that it's, it's their foundation in catch wrestling that uh allows them to be su successful in other styles right and that's kind of one of the the main things that we're talking about here where the style can prepare you to become a, a successful practitioner right <clears throat> and so that's why i tend to not be um not be so interested in some styles that were kind of like have only uh one focus so much but i mean you know if you enjoy i mean i <clears throat> i still enjoy doing uh, like nogi grappling I, I do you know nogi all the time um uh the the kickboxing style that I like, I feel the same way about it as I do catch wrestling. It's the Chinese kickboxing, the sanda. That's what I teach also at UCLA. Um, that is a style that has like a lot of the punches and kicks, you know, similar to Muay Thai or Taekwondo, but it has like you know a wider variety of strikes as as opposed to Muay Thai, 
but it has more of a wrestling base. So it has a lot of takedowns, has a lot of uh, leg catches, um, kind of a lot of um, takedowns from tying up, you know, so uh, you could totally kind of get into a clinch and take down the person. Uh, so that allows it to be a little bit more, actually a lot more pra practical in an MMA situation or potentially like a self-defense situation. So it has all these uh, like a wider, it gives you a wider foundation so that if you do a, any kind of tournament, at least you would have, you would be familiar with some of the scenarios that you might find yourself in. So that's why I think Sanda is a really good striking base uh, for people who want to do MMA or whatever. But also catch wrestling is also another one of those styles that is a good base uh, for uh, also <clears throat> doing MMA or uh, like nogi and stuff like that. So, um, and of course, you know, wrestling as well, at least you'll have a good understanding of uh, staying off your back and trying to control someone. Uh, so this is kind of the, the main point. It might not be John's point specifically, but it's more of my, my, my as I said, I, I, can't, I can't speak for him, but it's definitely a lot of my, uh, like my perspective on the subject because, uh, you know, I hear this question, you know, over and over. And then a lot of times people, they just uh, revert to their thing, like the, whatever style they do, they're like, oh, this, you know, they, they, they try to uh, justify it. So, you know, people have their opinions and, um, um, uh, you know, you can leave it like that, I guess, because uh, I'm not going to try to change anyone's mind. This is just my opinion. And I tend to agree with uh, John Strickland in this case, where um, the foundational style can give you that advantage. And, you know, we have a lot of evidence, um, you know, even from the 1800s all the way till now. And say with regards to amateur wrestling, uh, you know, it's like flow grappling, you know, brought brought a lot of our best uh, amateur wrestlers and they all got submitted. Um, and what? Oh, yeah. Was oh, I should I, I should. Well, we'll talk about that fight, too, is recently um, we had uh, it was in one championship in Singapore. Um, oh, we had this one American who's a who was a collegiate wrestler and he was doing pretty well. Um, but he lost what, two MMA fights in a row, I believe. So he got submitted by Shinya Aoki, who was attacking him really similarly to uh, some of these attacks that you actually would see, or that I have, you have pictures, I have pictures of a Farmer Burns teaching. So he was doing these like kind of back attacks. Um, They're pretty, I think I'm sure we did. a. Oh yeah, we did do a video of it. So um, uh, we'll kind of, anyway, so this, this, um, American wrestler, I think his name's James. Um, he has a Japanese last name. Um, anyway, he lost again to a real one of uh, Khabib's wrestlers, who seems to have like a little bit more of a mix of the freestyle with some of the submissions. Um, so yeah, he just got manhandled. So I think we might start seeing more of that again. Like if if so, I think since Khabib. Uh, is so popular and you know he's building up his his legion of of uh, fans and and fighters so maybe we'll see the wrestling evolve in mma because a lot of times it's just like you know maybe trying to stay on top trying to ground and pound um but uh there's like this big disconnect between the submissions and the the 
the wrestling and stuff. So, all right, let's go ahead and get to your questions. Go ahead and uh, feel free to argue with me or whatever. It's totally fine. Totally fine. I'm just going to drink a water. <clears throat> I'm not sick. I'm... <coughs> okay. It's just a little dry today. Um, Jonathan Jimenez, I am a firm believer that it's the practitioner, not the style. I think you're you're just completely wrong there. Because the uh, practitioner trying different things. Again, that's why I always talk about like... Uh, um, no, I, I just disagree. I just disagree. Um, the practitioner, especially without any kind of experience in certain situations then um chances are they'd have to be very smart to figure out the proper the proper solution uh to the problem as a practitioner it's your job to adapt and challenge what you're doing and change it to fit what you are up against uh or you can practice a style that uh you know a little bit more varied you know, that kind of gives you those tools, right? So it's not so foreign when you get into uh, different scenarios. Sensei Emmett, practitioner is always responsible for themselves. If you're not getting what you need in a system, you can venture into other systems and improve yourself. Yes. And so, yeah, that's the thing. I think we kind of mentioned like, um, you know, we have the Taekwondo example, we have the uh, freestyle example, you know, these styles that have become kind of like so uh, specialized for, say, Olympic competition. And then the, the rules themselves have become more and more uh, restrictive. So then these styles kind of turn into uh, far, like, far different from uh, their origin, right? So yeah, you're definitely going to have to improve that or like a venture out and so and maybe even how i just talked about khabib and, and how they're doing their wrestling or whatever um it's you know it, 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 i guess um it can't be kind of like put into the olympic freestyle box right because you see khabib submitting people and all that um so it's uh it's its own thing and what it, uh jonathan jimenez yep and blend it into your toolkit yeah so it'd be so so again think of it as like um uh having a good well this might work having a good foundation could be kind of like having a good computer operating system that allows you to uh easily add these other types of systems in it right so um a good operating system would be something like catch wrestling or even with, with regards to striking i think it's like the sanda right that has the two aspects the, the striking plus the takedowns already kind of built in so then you don't have to then uh go out and learn say like if you if you if you start off doing taekwondo or muay thai and then now you have to go learn judo to get that bridge to get the a lot of the takedowns and then you have to learn maybe jujitsu or some wrestling. And so then all these different styles, uh, it's almost like you're going to have to put in a lot more effort, a lot more time, a lot more work uh, to become really proficient at all these different things that you're trying to, all these different ingredients you're trying to add to one cake, 
right? Whereas you already have the 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 Sanda cake, right? Or you already have the cat wrestling cake, right? That's already, you know, got all the ingredients kind of like perfectly balanced. It's already like this standard recipe that's uh, been there and uh, it's kind of um you know it's the the classic <laughs> it's like the, it's the classic christmas uh, cake right so uh, it's there right um um yeah so that's kind of the thing so it's like you have you'll have these um say the operating system or if you're kind of trying to add all these different ingredients into one thing um uh, it can it might not taste right because <laughs> that's one of the things too it's like um uh, especially with amateur wrestling um you you're gonna have this this like if you if you say if you come from a jiu-jitsu background and then you want to go and do amateur wrestling um it's especially if they're showing you stuff that are in the rules I mean, they have a lot of rules right so uh, you can't body like so you can't clasp your hands around their body and stuff like that. they have all these different uh strange rules that benefit them or um that kind of go along with the main or like what they consider being fair um but jujitsu doesn't have that kind of rules also catch wrestling doesn't have these kinds of rules so then you're kind of going from one style to another style um that that kind of fit themselves into a very specialized box and so then that won't exactly be kind of like the like it won't necessarily like work with your operating system so well right and you know we've seen statements like that from really uh, popular grapplers talking about how much they hate doing wrestling and whatnot but they, they can learn about the the grind that way usually they, they talk they try to talk about some kind of benefit that they learn but uh you're not really seeing too much of that kind of uh, bleeding over into their their grappling you know a lot of times like you'll see these popular grapplers um maybe you see video footage of them doing some training and then their next match they're sitting on their butt and um you know kind of going for leg locks and you know that's, that's kind of like what's popular nowadays so they kind of revert to doing you know what's what's popular So Jonathan Jimenez, I can agree a good foundation is best to start with. My first karate place was full contact, and I learned my first knee bar and sweeps. Even a few judo throws. Places with strict rules um, can be a buzzkill. Yes. Rhett Riemann, or Raymond. Sorry if I mispronounced your last name. Uh, yes, I've forgotten how limited folk style wrestling is until I wrestled my son a few days ago. It's just super limited and it's frustrating. Yeah, um, I really agree. And this is a, it's kind of like I enjoy watching the Olympics, um, especially like, uh, actually, it's kind of funny. That's why I I think I enjoy watching the, the women compete a little bit more than men because a lot of times the men is just kind of the same attacks and the same head on. Uh, double leg, um, you know, just kind of like that. Um, but a lot of times in the the women's matches, you saw more of a, a variety of techniques, especially a variety of takedowns. Um, but truly, yeah, they they they're trying. To, it seems like the women are trying to find the variety in a, in a box that's very limited, very uh, you know, it just has a lot of rules, 
right? And and a very short time limit. So it's like they're trying to be creative with uh, what little they have. And, you know, of course, no submission holds and all that and you know, all these kinds of things that are uh, potentially dangerous and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you, you see that. And I, I, maybe, yeah, maybe it took uh, your time out um, out of folk style to then when you go back, then you can see it, right? How, just how limited it is and how frustrating it is. So it's like it's almost like uh, if you see someone doing well, you know, it's great. It's like you're the best. You're the best at uh, at doing that, right? You're the best at doing that folk style game, right? But does that in turn translate at being the best at doing the MMA or doing uh, uh, no gi? Definitely not no gi, right? Because uh, they're not dominating, right? Um, Jonathan Jimenez, watching women and smaller sized men have real good technique and are more technical. At least it shows in MMA. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can get some bigger guys in MMA that, um, uh, become more technical. A lot of times it's just, um, um, what, like a slugfest, right? So they're just like punching each other in the head over and over again. And, uh, you know, then they go for the knockout. Uh, but yeah, there are there they can still use technique also, right? Um, so I think a lot of times it's that you know they're just like these big guys who are able to uh, get the knockout quickly. So then um, you know maybe they don't have to become as technical. But yeah, the the little I think maybe there's even more competition in the lighter weights. So yeah, you're gonna have to become better, right? More technical uh, at the striking and at the grappling. All right, hey Carter Kemp. I don't know what your message is. Hopefully, everyone can hear. All right. Um, okay, so going back to the main idea, you know, the style you know, provide can provide you a great foundation, right? So uh, if if you choose to say do MMA, which is you know the mix, there isn't there isn't an MMA style, right? But some of the styles that can give you a better foundation just has to be, you know, hands down catch wrestling, right? Um, also, you know, I'll, I'll just throw that in there because I, I teach it also, um, the Sanda, right? So um, that also gives you a really good uh, foundation because it has the striking and the, like the, the kind of, well, at least the takedowns, is, it, it doesn't go down, it doesn't continue, onto the ground, but at least it has that bridge. It, it's already baked in, right? It's already built in where you can uh, catch or clinch up with someone and get that takedown. Right? And then you can use the, the, the whatever, like I would say, then you can blend the catch wrestling in there to follow through. All right, Ambrosius Blem. What's up? Cool that you're online again. Yeah, um, try to make sure we can do this weekly, uh, and just to let people know, uh, we're we're trying this this week on uh, on Twitter as well. So our our Twitter handle is Catch Alliance. Um, so right now we're of course on YouTube, uh, Twitch, 
and on Twitter. So hopefully that stream, like the Twitter stream looks good. Um, you know, just let us know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everything looks good. Um, all right. Okay. So, so with that being said, you know, like if, if you're not in Los Angeles, so I'm in Los Angeles. I, I teach at Fight Science MMA every Thursday. Um, also, I teach at UCLA. This this semester or this quarter, since that uh, we've had like spikes in COVID, um, the gym. I usually teach catch wrestling at UCLA as well, but they've um, at least right now they've paused and halted all grappling, like all grappling classes. But we can do the striking stuff. Like so, we can do the sanda online on Zoom. Which is really strange, but you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do at least with kickboxing, uh, without you know like sparring. So there's a lot of stuff we can do there. So, um, um, you know, so we're we're just on Zoom for the sanda. Um, so, uh, but once we get permission to be like back on campus or back in the gym, then we'll we'll you know we'll resume all the catch wrestling stuff later. What are you saying? Uh, what were you saying? Oh, Sanda or, or Sanda, right? So S-A-N-D-A, right? So that's the Chinese kickboxing that I teach. Um, it's It has, it's like a combination of Muay Thai and maybe like Judo or whatever, or, or some of the big time wrestling, or like maybe even um, Greco-Roman or something, right? So we have a lot of uh, all the striking stuff, right? But, or even a wider variety of like uh, kicks and stuff, compared to Muay Thai, but we have a lot of catching, like leg catching or kick catching, uh, a lot of clinch work where you get, can take the person down, you can do this, you pick them up, slam them, uh, a lot of stuff like that, like a lot of the wrestling stuff, um, you know, of course, like the, the catch wrestling, you know, we have all these suplexes and stuff like that, so Sanda um, has those things, it's all included or it's all part of the rules, it's okay, um, and so, um, it has all that kind of baked into the style. So it's Sanda, right? So S-A-N-D-A. And so that's that's the kickboxing style that I, I that I like. And I'm kind of grouping in with catch wrestling as being one of the better foundational styles for uh, depending on what you want to do, whether you want to do the self-defense stuff, because it's really easy to add that. Because it's what um, uh, a lot of times is being taught for like, you know, to the police and um you know the like the army and stuff like that and in china and whatnot so it's really easy to have the sanda as a base and then you can add you know the different types of uh, self-defense or mma stuff uh ambrosius do you consider the fighting style of khabib very close to a real style just added striking for defense and setups. Um, I think that's kind of what um, I, don't know, I don't know all their details, but I mean they always talk about like the dad being like really great at uh, blending a lot of stuff. So I think they've um, they they've kind of uh, made kind of their own thing, which is really great. You know, or it's like really effective, right? Because not just. Uh, like folks are not just freestyle, you know, it's, it's very, very effective. Uh, Ambrosius. That's interesting. Is Sanda organized in the United States? Um, yes, it was way more popular in the early two thousands. Um, 
but it is kind of faded but i mean they they're still i guess like national competition and i think i've seen online where they're trying to at least kind of do a, another push because it is way more popular outside of the united states they still have world competition and stuff um so if the, it'd be great if the united states can kind of uh, make more of an effort for it so we can have you know better competition uh, we can make a really good team and you know send them out to compete in in the you know in the world sanda cup wasn't kung lee a sanda guy uh yes yes so um and that that was the thing it's kind of like um he they made him because he was so popular they made him the like the head coach and then when he was um when he was uh the head coach he also started getting into movies and then ufc and stuff like that so the sanda stuff kind of really uh, fell which uh, you know it wasn't like his uh, his main thing so uh, i think that's one of the reasons why it lost a lot of popularity in the united states our team uh you know just was a lot of his people and even um the the tryouts right for the for the national team it basically you would go to fight their people and even in their rules they wrote like so even if you win right so say if you weren't part of his his school and you would go and you you beat his people they they put in the rules like they they stipulated that you still might not be uh part of the team and so it's kind of like uh it's almost pointless so uh, i think uh kung lee probably ended up hindering uh our our u.s sanda efforts um and so he didn't really like help and then when he lost interest then you know it really it really devastated sanda in the united states but other countries you know still going strong you know what the philippines is actually really strong in sanda um they've had a lot of people who are able to go and win in um you know in win against the chinese so the chinese for certain weight divisions they they tend to dominate but the philippines the or like uh fighters and even with there was one fighting in one championship a woman priscilla um she was able to she was indonesian uh national champion and stuff like that so uh, she's she was pretty successful in mma and then a lot you see a lot of the women in uh, ufc like the chinese women in ufc and one championship uh, from china um having the sanda background and just you know really uh dominating so it's a really great stand-up style and then when you combine the sanda with the catch wrestling then then uh then you become unbeatable. Not you can't say that, but um, at least it gives you a good foundation. So uh, you're used to the strikes, and then you can get the takedown, and uh, you can follow through with the catch wrestling. And with that being said, it actually reminds me that we, um, I did make a online course about that on our on our uh, website. So catchwrestlingalliance.com. It's called like Sanda and catch wrestling combinations for MMA. So we uh, show a lot of the main uh, leg kick catches. Um, show a bunch of different, a few different things. Um, so some some variations on the common kicks and um, and like how to get the takedown, how to follow through a little bit with the uh, even some leg locks or some pins and stuff like that. So that's up on our. Uh, our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. 
Ambrosius blend. That seems like a great combo. I agree. Yeah, so hopefully uh, with all the COVID stuff, if that if we can get that to die down a little bit, we can have more more classes go in and stuff, and or maybe we can get back to doing the classes at UCLA at least. All right, so uh, go ahead and continue um, asking your questions. But I think we kind of talked about um, the different aspects of the different styles. The other thing that John Strickland wrote about in his article, and I'll also have that linked in the description. Um, the article was about um, like style versus practitioner. And ultimately my point, and I think his point as well, is the certain styles just don't match up well against each other also. So if you have like this wrestling style uh, and you're able to hold someone down and ground and pound them, and they're not able to get up, then that's a huge problem in MMA. And so one of the things that John mentioned was the aspect where he says, like, haven't you ever heard when in an MMA fight, when uh, someone is the earth when the crowd is yelling, like, let them up, ref. So that still happens, right? So uh, when you have like a more superior wrestler and they're able to hold that person down or hold their opponent down and ground and pound them and the other person is not able to get up, then like visually, tends to get boring uh, for the majority of the spectators. So then they start yelling, you know, let them up. But um, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing, right? It actually is showing some technical superiority. And so catch wrestling can offer that, right? Ambrosia's blim. I am sick with COVID right now, but not so bad. Well, I'm glad you didn't get a bad case. So hopefully you recover quickly and take care of yourself. Okay, so Rhett, do you think jujitsu is absolutely necessary for MMA, even with catch? Because catch doesn't focus on being on your back, but you should, but you could end up there somehow. Yeah. So the idea is that is that you are, get really good at so wrestling doesn't necessarily you don't stay on your back, but you're you have a lot of ways of getting off of your back, right? So it's not that um, that you know because like finding yourself on your back in catch wrestling also happens, right? But we have a lot of ways to uh, get off get off your back, get back on top of the other person, or even to stand up again, um, and that is um, even more important, right? So it's not just like don't just you don't have to accept being on your back, right? Ambrosius Blem. To me, the Team Quest people have perfected wrestling for fighting. Ambrosius, thanks. All right. Well, give us an update on your uh, on your recovery, but I'm happy that you had a mild case. All right. So, yeah, that's the thing. So um, I, I do enjoy... Uh, so getting back to Rhett's uh, statement about do I think jiu-jitsu is absolutely necessary? Uh, potentially not. Right, especially if you have a top-down approach, and you can, you know, escape um, if someone puts you on your back, or be really difficult to be put onto your back, uh, then you're going to be using uh, that whole guard game a lot less, right? Um, so it's that is, I think what would be necessary is just being familiar with some of the attacks from the bottom, like some of the counter submission holds. You know, like making sure you don't get caught in a triangle or uh, 
uh, uh, maybe some kind of like uh, their their Kimura stuff, you know, from from Guard and whatnot. Um, that would be some of the things that you you might see more more so in MMA. Um, uh, it's it's going to be a lot more sophisticated when you get to doing nogi, um, but a lot of times it is all about keeping that top pressure, um, so you don't necessarily need to be completely familiar with uh, everything or like every trend in nogi because you know that's always going to be changing. But a lot of times, keeping the whole idea of a pin, keeping that top pressure down, and you're limiting the ability to move of your opponent, especially when they're underneath you, that will prevent them from being able to set up a lot of their attacks, right? So um, that that's kind of one of the things you want to focus on. You can be, you can kind of make yourself familiar with these other styles, um, but um, I, 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 a lot of times I, I don't necessarily think it's uh, critical for you to spend a lot of time, you know, working on whatever you're, you know, being off, fighting off your back, or at least not necessarily fighting off your back, but, um, uh, you know, like doing submission holds off your back. Jonathan Jimenez, wrestling the last few years has been really showing its strength in MMA. Don't be fooled by the wrestlers being promoted to blue belts in BJJ schools. Their wrestling has been winning fights. Um, yes, yeah, and that was, I think that was the whole idea of, of wrestlers being promoted really quickly. Uh, I think that kind of shows, um, or someone was talking about it on on YouTube, where they're saying where it's like it's kind of the, the way for jujitsu to then claim superiority, even though someone has been was only using wrestling techniques to beat everybody. Um, yeah, that's kind of one of the things where. It was one of the tricks, I guess, and supposedly they couldn't do it against Khabib because, you know, he's really honest about how he's just using his wrestling knowledge to beat everybody. Uh, good point from Ambrosius Blim coming in. Sakraba almost never fought off his back. He was a master of turtle defense and get-ups and a catch wrestler. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he trained with a couple of my coaches, Billy Robinson and Roy Wood. So, correct. Yeah, so you don't necessarily need to be, uh, you know, trying to triangle everyone and, um, you know, like trying to do a bunch of the stuff from being pinned. Uh, a lot of times what you want to do if you're about to get pinned is to get back, like how, how Ambrosius mentioned, uh, going back to what people are calling turtle, right? We usually call it like a, a defense position or referee's position uh, that will offer you a tremendous amount of, uh, like protection and make sure that you don't, you know, make sure you know uh, how to protect against chokes because, um, you know, basically that, that'd be pretty much your only worry. Um, and there's, it's really easy to defend against, or it's really easy to make it difficult to be choked, even though you give up your back, right? So that's, that's the, I think that was, that'll be another topic, uh, for another uh, podcast episode where we talk about this whole notion of like giving up your back because in wrestling, you know, amateur wrestling, and also in catch wrestling, it's not it's not a problem. It's actually preferable. Um, so so there, right? <laughs> so there's so many ways to neutralize uh, an attacker or like you know your opponent 
um, by using turtle instead, right? And uh, I think it would just be difficult to to describe it right now, but so it's probably better to show you. Uh, so maybe we'll do some videos about that. All right. Okay, we'll keep on asking Ambrosius. And if people stuck their arms in too far, he went for knee. He went for knee bars. <laughs> he went for knee bars. Oh, he went to knee bars. Uh, Americanas, double wrist locks. Oh, Jonathan. So Jonathan, uh, he's he's begun training uh, with me at Fight Science. Um, and he says, I have been more comfortable being in defense position more and more nowadays. Yeah, so Jonathan, he um, he trains with me, and then also he goes back to where he lives, which is actually pretty far from L.A., so I really appreciate him making the trek. Um, and then he goes back to his home jiu-jitsu school, and um, you know he's finding using the catch wrestling techniques very beneficial. And um, there's another student that I think I want to you know get a statement from that um, – because he he kind of had an epiphany recently uh, where he was thinking that like, oh yeah, I'm learning all the, or I'm watching all these instructional videos from uh, a lot of the amateur wrestlers and doing a lot of the, these things where he was kind of like in his mind compartmentalizing these things, which um, we were talking about earlier, where it's like these different styles become so uh, specialized in a certain thing, right? And their rules become so specialized, especially once they become an Olympic sport that um, it might not necessarily be the most uh, beneficial for you if you want to do MMA or even nogi. Um, so uh, one of our students was talking about um, how um, I, I, he's been training and then he sees like when I'm when I'm rolling with students and uh, when like he was having a hard time with one student and then when I rolled with that person, I just kept submitting the person over and over very quickly. And so he said that when he was watching that, then he, he it kind of made that switch in his mind where it's like, even though he, he's he been watching some of these instructional video videos from famous uh, wrestlers and even some you know famous uh, grapplers and stuff like that, uh, it still has this separation, right? This, this kind of disconnect. Uh, whereas, like I was talking about, like we have the, the cake, right? So we have the, the catch wrestling cake all right, but then if you're trying to make a similar catch wrestling cake and you're just you're you're using these different ingredients, or you're using the amateur wrestling and then some of the uh, jujitsu stuff, a lot of times it it doesn't blend as well, right? Because it doesn't have that kind of like that foundation that's already kind of like this tried and true recipe, right? That tastes good, right? But but you're trying to make, pull these things together that are you know have different goals, different. Um, you know, different ways of doing things, almost like different languages. So there's also another uh, another good example. Where it's like you have, even though we have the Roman languages, right? So uh, it's still difficult to un say. If I speak Spanish, it's difficult for me to understand French, even though it's still kind of like the same family, right? It's still difficult for me to understand maybe Romanian or something because uh, it sounds similar. Sounds like I should understand it, but it's still different enough, right? So maybe that's a better example. Yeah, Jonathan Jimenez, 45 minutes driving. It was just a typical day in LA, kind of, kind of sure. 
Yeah, and he, he kind of gives the, the point here where it says, so Jonathan says, defense position with risk control. Uh, very, it's been your, your move recently, right? Great. No, it's really great. So risk control, these different types of things. Um, so you wouldn't necessarily be in turtle, just like being there, you know, like balling yourself up, you know, letting someone beat you up or whatever. It's, there's a lot more to it than, uh, just rolling, giving them your back and whatnot. You can still be fighting off of, uh, your being while you're being what we would call defensive, right? Your referee's position. You can still be setting up submission holds and counters, um, and that that's the really big part of wrestling. All right, great. Yeah, so go ahead and keep keep commenting in the comment section. Um, I want to let people know that so we're still going to be teaching. So every Thursday night at Fight Science at eight thirty p.m. Uh, feel free to uh, come in. Let them know at the front that uh, you're here to take the class. Um, so yeah, so there is a drop-in fee and all that, but um, yeah, so just let them know that you're here to take my class, and that's totally fine with the school. That if you only want to do the, you know, my class. Uh, also, if you're not in the LA area, if you're not, if you don't mind, uh, if you're not in the LA area, you're still in California, and if you want to make the trek, actually, we've had people come from as far as San Jose. So for those of you who don't know, um, uh, Los or California, that'd be like someone driving across a few states to um, to come take class. Um, so San Jose is close to San Francisco, so that's San Jose is probably you know, it's a few hundred miles away. And uh, so, but anyway, if you if you're not willing to drive a few hundred miles, a few hours, uh, and uh, you want to, or if you want to, you know, make sure that you you keep yourself safe from. Um, from COVID and whatnot, you want to do some training in the safety of your own home. Uh, we have online instruction on our website, so catchwrestlingalliance.com. Uh, it's it's the program we call CWA Academy. I think I want to try to revamp that a little bit. I want to try to add a more uh, for for more serious students. Um, you know, maybe try to add a more of a coaching aspect where it's like we can actually set up monthly meetings uh, where I can. Uh, make sure everything's, uh, you know, you're you're learning everything properly. Because um, right now the way it's set up is that we have a few fundamentals courses where uh, you would do the training and then you would send me a video um, or we can set up a Zoom meeting where you can kind of show the, that you learned the fundamentals. Uh, and then after you pass that, then I give you more access to more advanced lessons. Uh, but then I also would want to see footage of you, you know, sparring, you know, with any partner or whatever. A lot of times there's people who they'll set up the camera and they show me sparring at their local uh, jujitsu, like their local nogi class and whatnot. Totally fine. Because I want to make sure that you're actually using a lot of these techniques uh, in your grappling. So even if it is a nogi class, I want to see that you're using the catch wrestling principles and techniques uh, in those situations, right? So then that that actually shows that you're you've become or you've embodied these lessons and you're becoming a catch wrestler, right? So, but I want to try to make it where maybe we can kind of like because uh, the website I'm using is making it more easy to integrate a lot of these things. So I think I'll be I'll be um, adding more to the what what I call the CWA Academy. So. Uh, if you can join that now, um, but I'll, I'll just know that I'll be adding more functions to it. We also have like a chat room in there, so um, I try to post announcements and get you know, get your feedback, and you know you, anybody can talk with each other and 
um, ask your own questions and stuff like that. So uh, that's the CWA Academy. We also have um, kind of like our own, uh, we offer like instructional that are kind of like just of specific topics. So if you don't want to join the Academy, there's also different things that uh, that you can learn about. We have like a Nogi Judo class up there. We also have the Sanda and catch wrestling combina combinations for MMA class up there. Uh, and we have the new one with that's featuring Jonathan Jimenez, who's here in the chat, um, uh, where it's uh, Pressure Pass System Volume 1. And we'll go ahead and uh, we'll try to release Pressure Pass System Volume 2 coming up pretty soon. Um, so so there's a different things that... Um, um, like that, that are up there but if you want to become like you know officially recognized as uh, one of the students then you would want to do the catch wrestling alliance or cwa academy so that's up there on our website um but if you just want to support us um you can go to our youtube channel and become a channel member we try to put some additional uh, fun videos and stuff uh up there just for members only uh, there's a couple tiers up there that you can support us through. Uh, so, you know, just, you know, I, I basically we appreciate you because, we, you know, the goal is to help keep real wrestling alive. And the way we do that is by helping you become a better grappler, right? It's helping you to elevate your grappling ability. Uh, so that's why we're offering a lot of different things, um, you know, a lot of different ways for you to become, uh, you know, a better grappler. Uh, so, um, so that's kind of a, a quick menu of a lot of things that uh, that we we offer, right? So, uh, with with regards to becoming a channel member on our YouTube channel, you just look look at the box underneath the video that says join, and you can click on that, and you can see our tiers and stuff like that. Um, so, any anything is appreciated. Ambrosia's Blim, CWA Academy. Yes, that's on our website. It should be, once you go to our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com, it's, uh, it should say CWA Academy at the top. It's one of the, you know, this is going to, you know, it's going to be an extra blog and our podcast link, but then it's going to say CWA Academy should be right there at the top. All right. Okay. So it's, we're nearing the hour mark. So, um, um, I think maybe we'll go ahead and call it a day. Thank you everyone for, uh, listening. Um, also, uh, you know, we're available wherever your pot, wherever you get your podcasts, we should be available there. So thank you very much. We really want to help you to elevate your grappling and in turn together, we help keep real wrestling alive.